It's in the danger zone. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Ooh, sorry. No, sorry. We're sorry, we're laughing. It's just that was bad timing. Hello, everyone, and welcome uh, to the long awaited uh, another episode of the BIHA podcast. I'm joined by Nick. How are you doing, Nick? I'm good, thanks. Yourself, Rambo? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Before we get into the meat of our very short podcast um, in advance of the, uh, the Christmas podcast, um, I just want to touch briefly on uh, a very big achievement of mine yesterday. <laughs> Did you see this on Facebook yet, uh, Nick? No. Go on, enlighten me. So I don't know. Are you a watcher of Richard Osman's House of Games? Uh, I, I have watched it previously. Yeah, go on. So do you know? Do you know the round where um, they start a song and then they stop it, and you have to click your, you have, they have to click when the, the singing would start. Yeah. Well. I yesterday was playing along. Um, Lindsay and I like to watch it, and uh, I managed to get exactly to the millisecond um, the start of the singing um, on my stopwatch. I was very, very pleased with myself. That might be <laughs> the the big the biggest achievement of my life. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, if if that's how you're ending 2021, it's all uphill from here. Pretty much, yes, yeah, it's, it's all uphill exactly. <laughs> Um, based on uh, based on some of the some of the things that are going on. So, um, Nick, how have you been getting on with uh, with hockey and stuff since since we restarted? Um, it's not been too bad. I think everybody's had their their challenges, whether or not they've been quite public or or not so public with uh, with their disclosures on what they've been doing to deal with the old pandemic. But um, well, you're aware as uh, as much as anybody else is that we we had a bit of an incident a couple of weeks ago that we've been dealing with, but um, seem to be out the other side of it and hopefully sending uh, sending all these students off on the way home for Christmas uh, COVID free. So that's always good news. Well, I hope you're sending them back away COVID free. But uh, yeah, there, there's certainly challenges. We've had a a couple of a couple of uh, challenges ourselves uh, with it. Um, but uh, the, the key is that the players have to take, you know, and I, I'm sure they do in your team as well, some responsibility for it. And, and just be honest, as much as you really want to play um, hockey and you don't want to, you don't want to spoil it for anyone, you just have to kind of make sure you're honest with your teammates and, and your coaches or whatever. Um, well, obviously your coaches, you don't need to tell everyone that it's you, but you know, you need to be honest and say, look, we've we've had this. Uh, I've been I've tested positive or whatever. Go and get yourselves checked out. And uh, and then you can take it for theirs, um, and uh, yeah. So that's the that's the first thing, I suppose. All these challenges, isn't it, Nick? Um, of course. And then there was the wind a couple of weeks ago as well, which added to added to uh, problems with trees falling down and stuff. Um, and essentially, they didn't want anyone from Scotland to cross over into uh, into Newcastle. So, um, <laughs> um, so uh, Nick, um, obviously. Um, you um, have had a few games. What, what's the what's the uh, the buzz like? Being you know, once you've been able to have games and things, what, what's the buzz been like? 
Um, I think it's been it's been a little bit strange because uh, I don't know about like well speaking speaking from our own point of view as much as anything else. We obviously had quite a large turnover in uh, in in a roster, and suddenly you go from having maybe one or two people making a debut to like we had a game where out of the sixteen skaters we had fourteen people were making a debut, which. It's kind of then difficult to kind of talk about um, and try and talk like team ethics and kind of how how as a, as an institution we want to play and things like that. You kind of have to start from scratch again, and you have to rely on those key members you got left have to take up a bigger role. Like we we're fortunate enough, we've got a couple of guys who've been around for a number of years, but then there's a couple of guys who've only been around for two years and 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 didn't really have a large role on the team. But then you have to kind of grab those grab those guys by the scruff of the neck and say, hey, you, you've got you have to kind of step up here, and you got. Um, a lot of people are kind of looking up to you, even you don't necessarily have to be the best player, but there's a lot of people who are going to look at you and uh, watch what you do and how you conduct yourself as, okay, well, that's the expectation of how to behave. So <coughs> no, but it's really, it's been really good to get back on the ice. Um, I haven't played a game myself yet, but uh, like coached a, a good couple now and it's people are just generally excited to be back and, and like kind of, it's a step back towards normality and uh, it's, it's pretty good from that point of view. Like this, it's got its kind of still wrinkles that obviously need working out, which as we touched on there, some of the, the COVID related things still, but, but still it's, it is what, um, it is what it is. And I think everybody's just excited to be back and everybody's doing it responsibly. So what more can we ask for? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's the, the vibe I'm getting up here that the players are pretty much, you know, whatever you put in place for them and uh, within reason, uh, they, they will try and abide by that. Um, we've had, uh, we've actually been quite lucky, even though, uh, particularly with the Steel Queens, I have to say that the Eagles has been a little bit more stressful, but with the Steel Queens, we've been quite lucky in the sense that we've had a lot of people put their hand up um, and come forward who, and be new members of the club or, or whatever. And we've had a couple of rookies. Um, we've got some that are coming Next year, um, they got in touch in November time, kind of took the view that, you know, it was all a bit disorganised at that time as they're trying to put everything together. Um, so we'll see them in the new year um, and we'll be training up some rookies. And, uh, yeah, we've been lucky, but it has been difficult. And uh, going to Fife and getting an hour a week um, for two teams, well, essentially three teams, because you've got your, your Steel Queens, your Eagles and... And now we're starting to get some sort of beagles as well. Um, it's uh, it's been it's been a tough old slog, but um, we've had some games, and that's uh, that's been pretty positive. Um, now, uh, Nick, obviously, uh, with a view to games, I think that brings us nicely onto the next um, the next chat, as it were, um, about the um, the, uh, the the new the announcement from the BIHA. I say from the BHA, like I didn't have anything to do with it, but um, you know uh, the this merit table. What what what's what's your thoughts on the on the merit table system that we've kind of been put in place for this season um, at the very least? I think there's obviously a lot of people who, depending on where your club stands or what kind of the merits are that you play hockey for, there are some clubs that play for the glory. There's some clubs that play for the the social aspect. There are some clubs that fall in the very wide chasm in between, and it was always going to be difficult to put a product on the ice in terms of having something competitive and organised. When, as an example, we, we kind of touched on it there, 
we've got storms are brewing. We've got bad weather, which is always a, which has always had an, had an impact historically, anyway. But then you throw into the COVID thing in the mix. It's just really difficult to. No one wants to really start something that we're either not going to be able to finish or we're not going to do justice. So, I think it's a sensible decision to keep doing what great work that teams have already been doing with kind of their their schedules and their challenge games and playing against each other, whether that's inside the BYJ, outside the BYJ with rec teams or, <coughs> or, or other associated teams, people have made great strides and, and made the most of, uh, made the most of the situation, which has made it possible that in the, in the safest possible way, especially with the ongoing effects of the pandemic, that we can kind of take it back a little notch in terms of, okay, well, we're not quite where we thought we might be. So no need to panic. We can keep the same status quo that we've got going. And and as you say, the merit table is a great idea in terms of it does give a way for come nationals to to maybe look at ranking some of these teams and seeing what performance they got on the ice this year. So it's it's a it's a start. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's going to be wrinkles to it as there is with everything. It's not necessarily going to be perfect, but <coughs> you've got to start somewhere and we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, um I think you know. There was talk about having a cup. Um, it's a, something that I, I actually, as much as I moan about it, I quite I quite like scheduling a cup every year and creating matchups and sometimes giving a team the odd home and home against each other um, just to create a bit of rivalry on a particular weekend or whatever. Um, but um, I think, you know, going into Christmas time, getting schedules from teams, putting schedules out for January, January is a nightmare time to schedule games as well for teams because a lot of teams, some teams come back in like the, the 5th of January. Some teams have players coming back at the 20th of January. Some teams, you know, like Oxford and Cambridge are really late in January at times. Yeah. And and it, it creates it creates that that issue. And um, I think this this new schedule allows, the, the new system, sorry, allows a lot of things that I think are positive. Um, I know there'll be some negative things, but one of the positive things for me is, is it, um, it's flexible. So as, as you talked about the wind, um, you know, if we don't play that game, there's not going to be a <coughs> fixture. I appreciate that we might not be in the same tier or whatever once, I, once we do the tiers. Um, but, you know, that game doesn't go ahead between the Kings and the Eagles. Um, and we might not have to make it up again. Not that we didn't want to arrive, but you know what I mean. It's possible that you're not with that stress and that that difficulty, and um, we don't want teams just bailing on each other. That's certainly not it. And I think it it puts a lot of onus on the clubs to be responsible um, when they're playing other teams to make an effort and all these sorts of things. Um, but I do think it, it creates a lot of positive stuff. For example. Um, the Eagles um, have scheduled the game against Cambridge. Now, I assume, and I think I've looked at it roughly, I think they'll be in the same tier. So that game would actually count um, towards the, the merit table. Um, and it encourages these sorts of, well, we could do a one-off game. We could, you know, if we were London, we could do a one-off trip to Newcastle to play Northumbria and then go out in the lash afterwards and stuff if, if teams wanted to do that, some teams aren't minded to do that, and that's fine as well. Um, but I do think it creates a, the opportunity for some interesting matchups throughout the season, um, the chance for 
for flexibility, as I say, and, the ch- and it takes a bit of the stress off, particularly in a season where we've not only got contention of bad weather potentially, um, but also we've got the pandemic in the background. We don't know what Boris is going to do, you know, post-Christmas party. Um, we don't know what um, Nicola Sturgeon is going to do um, to undermine Boris. Um so you know it's 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 all a it's all a, co- a combo of, of what's going to happen, um, and I'm sorry I for, forgive me Nor- Northern Irish and Welsh fans I, ha- I have no idea who the first ministers are there. Um, uh, I'm, I'm quite <laughs> blinkered when it comes to politics. I don't pay a great deal of attention to it because it depresses me so much. Um, so yeah, I think I think it creates all that. I'm not I'm not sure if you agree with much of that, Nick, but. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's the, the positives of it, certainly. Oh, definitely. It's what it's more of a case of for right now, it's not broke. We don't need to fix it as much as anything else. And there's a lot of teams who probably have been quite worried about. The other thing is you've still got the flexibility as it currently stands that at the end of the day, if you need to put a roster out and you need to borrow a couple of players from another, and like not necessarily another institution or another team, but from another club, well, from another squad within your club, you do have the flexibility to do that, obviously, within reason of being fair and reasonable. Like, for instance, if you've got a C-team fixture and suddenly you've got four A-teamers turn up because uh, because you're lacking on numbers, yeah, okay, you could look into the merits of that. But it does mean that certainly a lot of clubs are not going to have some very difficult decisions to make in terms of, are we two clubs this year? Are we three? Are we? How many teams have we got? Are we, what, are, what are we? It kind of takes it out of the way that people can just concentrate on enjoying the hockey and, and people have done such a good job of getting games organised that I think, again, as we spoke about previously, if we were sitting here and there'd only been like three challenge games played all, all, all semester one, we would have been like, okay, well, like, well, there's not much hockey getting played here. There's something wrong, but... As always, the BYJ community never fails and they've come together and and, and bonded and, and found a collective reason to play. And I'm sure there'll be many more in semester two. Yeah, that's, that's exactly, exactly right. I, I think, you know, I look at it and I think, you know, the, the things that concerned me were um, when when we were just having challenge games before Christmas where, where our team's going to organise games. Um, some te- some clubs have played two or three games, and to to many, even when the cup was in place, that might be one semester's worth of hockey for them. Um, you know, for for a particular club, um, and some clubs have played six, seven, eight, nine, ten, even games. I, I, I'm I'm picking numbers in my head. I don't know the stats. I've not got it next to me. Some, some um, might argue that the flexibility has given some clubs the opportunity to actually play more games than they would have done before. So. This is Ideal. true, and there's also that you're not. How can I put it? With with this schedule thing that we're doing in the merits table, and the fact that, yeah, okay, you, <laughs> you technically qualify to to win the merits table that you're in. You need to you need to have played at least three games within your table, um, to win the in tier one anyway. Um, yeah. but you're not so worried at the start of. I suppose it's the start of a semester now, but at the start of the season there when there was challenge games, you're not worried. I mean, I didn't. you didn't think twice about, well, if you're Northumbria, we'll play the Durham Dragons. We're not worried that we're going to clash with a cup game because there's no cup games that Ramble's going to schedule at the same time as we're playing Durham Dragons because we're 
we've got the flexibility to schedule things ourselves. Um, and it's a, you know, it's that way <coughs> um, that, you know, teams can essentially go, well, you know, fair enough, we might have one less game in our tier, but I'm quite happy to go and play whoever it may be. You know, the Bears could play, the Sheffield Bears A team could play the Sheffield Titans NHL 2 North yeah. team if they really wanted to. Um, and uh, and not worry that, oh, if we do that, it's going to clash with the Eagles coming to play us or we're going to have to get sent to Edinburgh or wherever it may be. And as I yeah. say, it also allows the Bears to go, we quite fancy a trip to London. Um, we'll take our B team down and play <coughs> ULC or whatever. So there's all these sorts of options available to it. And I don't want to look too far in the future, but it might be something we could we we do consider in the summer. I would say, um, obviously, with the club input and feedback on it, um, as to whether and how we could improve it um, in the future going forward. Um, but that's. That's that. Um, I guess the negative of it is the fact that clubs need to organise their own fixtures or they need to come to me with fixtures. They need to be proactive more rather than just dumping me with a pile of dates and then I have to sort them all. Um, I don't mind doing that, generally. I don't really want to do it during Christmas, but if a club comes to me and says, look, here's, we've got 10 dates um, and we're not very, we don't know clubs that well, I can go to clubs and get you some games. It's not a problem. Um and got contacts in most clubs that I can message and what have you. And in general terms, um, I, can, I can get a hold of people to play games with you. So that is not not an issue um, at, at all. Um, and I think I think the only real negative is that is the clubs maybe have a, you know some of the shyer you know clubs that are more shy um, <laughs> neck are, are going to struggle a bit more with it. Is that is that something you you? think is probably a, a or is potentially an issue. I think potentially is an issue, but I think we've already seen some clubs kind of come out of their shell. I'm guessing there's some that have been kind of holding off, maybe waiting for semester two or regrouping, and, and we might see them kind of now re-emerge for semester two, no, now knowing that this is kind of where the land lies. Like, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest, we've we've not strayed outside Whitley Bay Ice Rink. This, this semester, mainly because we've had so many teams in the northern region that we could play or, or invite to come and play us. And it's just made sense from a point of view of where we were at as a club and where our membership wanted to be in terms of they were quite happy to have some home cooking and, and have plenty of plenty of home games. Now, we've already discussed with them ahead of obviously knowing this announcement was coming and quite a lot of them are, are looking forward to, OK, so next semester, can we go on the road and have some road trips? And it's like, yeah. Not a problem. We can we can look into organising that and sorting it. It's whatever you guys want. In the same way, if they'd have turned around and said, "Hey, we played too many games this semester," like we need to tail back a little bit. Like we had too many games. Like it gives you the flexibility to do whatever suits your own playing memberships needs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as as you rightfully said, roster sometimes fluctuate, and I feel that some clubs um, stretch themselves too thin in the cup. Um, I don't know if that's something that you you have sort of come across in the past, but you know some clubs will they'll maybe have fifty members and they'll have three cup teams, which is to me mental. Um, I only wanted the Steel Queen Centre the cups when they hit twenty five eligible members because I felt it was yeah. going to be 
I, I, it's one of these things where, oh, we've got a game in um, Leeds on a Sunday at nine thirty on a you know a Sunday. <laughs> there are going to be players who naturally cannot make that. It doesn't matter what you you know what you do. Um, or there are going to be players that can make it sometimes and can't make it another time because they can only get so many days off work or um, they've got deadlines or whatever. So teams, I've seen a lot of teams stretch themselves really thin in the past and it's always been a big issue. I think this this system allow, kind of alleviates that and that's something that hopefully clubs will be able to work around and say, right, if we're struggling in this game, we could contact the other team and tell them that we're going to bring a couple of B-teamers um, and make it non-checking or whatever, you know, there's there's options available to them um, to do that and to, to make it into more of a challenge game or whatever they want to do. Um, so it's, it, it gives it gives clubs that flexibility and they don't have to come to me and say, well, this is what we're doing. They just, well, they do. It, so it doesn't count on the table, but they, they don't need to worry about getting permission to do that because it gives them that flexibility. Um, yeah, so I, think, I guess that's the... the, the, the in a nutshell, Nick. Now, to clarify, I've kind of briefly looked at the the tiers um, for this, uh, and I've not got. I'm not naming all the clubs because take too long. But um, so there's going to. I think there should be two tiers in non check and check in potentially. I'm considering whether we should just make it one big tier and check in, but I, I'll look into that because. Um, it's a kind of weird where there's. I think there's seven in the south and nine or ten in the north so it might be too small um, and maybe it would just be better to have one big one and teams can kind of organise at their own level um, what they feel um, and non-checking it's definitely looking like three tiers because um, there's over 30 clubs on my count that are eligible to be in it um, and the good thing about it is, is if a club comes along a bit later you know um Invents, you know, in most seasons, but if, you know, a club comes along like Liverpool or something, for example, randomly and says we want to get involved, then potentially you could just stick them on at the bottom of non-checking, and they can they can play some games as well. So um, that's how it's looking. Um, it, I think there'll be five in total or four tiers: um, cup, plate, ball, shield, and. Dave rejected my idea to call the fifth year the spatula. Um, I don't know what you th- what your thoughts on that are, Nick. Do you think it should have been the spatula, or do you have a, a different kitchen utensil or item that it should have been? Uh, yeah, um, I would have said which which one's going to be the spork. Well, I did think about the spork as number as number five um, as well. Uh, Dave has decided, in his all serious wisdom, that it should be called the vase. Um, the the fifth one so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, but um, yeah so that's going to be the different tiers um, there'll be a sort of uh, record sheet for in tier competition and a record sheet for out of tier competition so you on your ledger it should have your record we'll say it's five and six or whatever it may be well that's eleven games it's a lot but you know um, in in tier and then you could have two and one out of tier where you go and either play other uni teams that are not in your tier um, or you've potentially went and played some recce teams or some um, you know some <coughs> league teams if you're a, a top tier team or women's teams or whatever it may be 
um, in your in your set in your section, um, and that that's simply for kind of a bit of fun um, as well, so clubs can challenge themselves because um, it is it's easier it's less burdensome on your club if you go play recce teams. Um, if you you know if you're wanting some extra games, then they're always good. Um, it's more of a burden in Scotland because the governance issue is a shambles. Um, we don't have one. Uh, in here, I don't know if you saw any of that, Nick. Uh, yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, the Scottish the whole Scottish Ice Hockey Board have um, resigned with immediate effect a couple of weeks ago. Ice Hockey UK is taken back over, um, and uh, hockey keeps getting played. Uh, without any governance, so there's some some argument that maybe we don't need it, um, but uh, it's uh, it's been an interesting an interesting one, um, and then I think Nick, just lastly, because I know that you're not one to drag this out too long tonight, because you've we're both <coughs> long, long weeks and you're you seem a little bit poorly. Um, our big okay. goal, and um, I think you would agree with this, is nationals, isn't it? Yes, that's the target. Yeah, get nationals back on track, and then we go from there and see where see where we go as a as a as a section because, um, at the end of the day, right now all I care about, and I, I'm sure you're the same, Nick, is is playing as as hockey being played again, um, and whether it's a challenge game, a cup game, you know, some made up spark game, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the main thing. I mean, like we, um, you know, Northeast Angels against Caledonia Steel Queens could be for the, um, you know, the Northeast Spark, um, you know, University Trophy if that's what we want to call it. But it's still a game of hockey um, at the end of the day, and that's that's what we want to see. Yep. Well, we know what we're doing. <laughs> trophy. Yeah, we we'll have to go trophy shopping now. Um, so. I think the plan is for us in terms of a podcast is to come back next week and do a bit more of a cheerful Christmas podcast where um, we're a little bit more organised and having a little bit more fun um, and jokes um, and, and all sorts of things. We might even have a guest, I don't know. Just now, I think that's probably covered everything, Nick, that we need to cover. Yep, that'll do for now. Yep, so that's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>